You a hater, hater bear. Like, rate, review, share, worship. It's like, I'm like, what the fuck? Coop always Bro, Coop sound like he is in the middle of the goddamn bone corral. Coop is literally a golden corral. Only, only unmute. Only unmute, cool, when you either A, ordering steak, or B, about to make some profound statement. So, cool, will not be joining us tonight. That's <laughs> how <laughs> yes, I will. Hey, nigga, this nigga Coop is at the Sizzler. This nigga Coop, this nigga Coop is at Ryan's Steakhouse. Listen, listen, listen. listen. Before we get too deep, we're going to talk about your, we're going to talk about your girl, man. We're gonna talk about your girl going going to the supermarkets just like I can see with you. Wait, who? Who did something? Bro, who you think something? First of all, just like Doja Cat denounced um, music, I just out Summer Walker. Okay, she's a slide. A lot to us. She's just a slide, bro. So you go on the record and say Summer Walker is just a slide. She's just a slide, bro. You know who I want? It's crazy. Bro, I want Tokyo Jets, bro. I'm back, I'm back on Tokyo Jets fine as hell. Ain't she, ain't she from Duval? Yeah, she's from Duval. And hey, she dating um Shaq Griffin. Really? Yeah, bro. They be posting together and everything. She dead. Hey, bro. She dead fine though. No lie. <laughs> Mm. Okay, okay. So you denounced Summer Walker. Yeah, I denounced Summer Walker as my old lady, girlfriend, or wife. She is just a slide. Okay, good. Because I can't handle it no more. I'm tired of it. I understand, bro. Yes, I understand. I want to ask, yeah. what, what was it that did it? Was it the, because I don't think it was the haircut. Was it the, um her dressing like she was in the, in the grocery store? Bro, the grocery store, you know what, though? The grocery store thing don't bother me that much because you know why, bro? It's like, most celebrities don't even do their own grocery shopping, so I take that. What, what, I think it's a combination of everything, bro. To be real with you, because like, why is it that every week we come on here since I declared that I'm in love with Summer Walker, she done did something, or am I tripping? <laughs> like, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. It might be your choice of woman, bro. For real, it's like every week y'all got some more Summer Walker smoke. Like it can't be that much summer walker smoke in the world, bro. But every week is summer walker smoke. So <laughs> like, yeah, I denounce summer walker, bro. And then Doja Cat retired. So whatever. By the way, uh, to hell with the music industry because it made Doja Cat retire. And let me say this too, my boy. Not only did it make Doja Cat retire, it ruined her body. Now Doja, I'm not saying, hey man, I'm not saying women. I'm not telling you how I want your body, how your body should look, or whatever, whatever. But Doja Cat was fine as hell when she was thick, my boy. You hear me? She was fine as hell when she was thick, my boy. And the music industry, I know there's some industry nigga somewhere that was like, you need to lose weight, which was not true. She wasn't fat. She was just thick, right? She need to lose weight 
blah, blah, blah. And now she have, and she, bro, she is not as fine as she was, bro, at all. Pull up the 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 the, uh, the uh, Doja Cat from the Juicy Juice video, right? And then like, or the uh, Rules video. And then pull up Doja Cat recently, like the recent Doja Cat. It's not the same, my boy. So I think she's going to be back on the music tip, though. That man, retirement is yeah, never last. You can't, you can't trust that anyway. You're right, Davis, because you can't trust that. Doja Cat is like a girl in college who's doing music right now. I don't believe anything she says. I don't, I don't trust any of her commitments. Facts. I like, <laughs> like none of that stuff. But as far as I'm concerned, bro, Doja Cat is a selfie in black Puerto Rican music. <laughs> Self hate and black Puerto Rican Muslim, bro. That's deep. Yes, bro. Yes, bro. And 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 when she cheat on me, she only do it with white. Bro, can I can I can I ask this though? In all seriousness, do you think that being a modern day because Doja Cat is a gigantic star, right? She's like we we consider Doja Cat a mega star, right? Right. So like. Do you think modern day megastar is harder than it's ever been? Ever? Kind of like LeBron, LeBron, in my opinion, and I'm not talking about skill set, I'm just talking about what he go through. LeBron go through more than Jordan ever went through, in my opinion. Are you, saying that, are you saying that it megastar hard is in it's hard to become that or it's hard to be that and go? I'm through? saying it's I'm saying it's hard to be mentally healthy. And be a megastar to keep your mental health in check. Honestly, it's way more difficult now, in my opinion, than it was before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like more than ever, right? Like being Doja Cat, it, it like there's there's I think like if, if Doja Cat was in the 90s, like who was a mega pop star in the 90s? Like Britney Spears, right? Uh-huh. Like I think it was a lot of pressure on being Britney Spears or being Jessica Simpson. I don't think or Mariah Carey. I don't think that was easy. But I think it's a lot of pressure on, right? But I think nowadays, like, there's more pressure on being, it's more pressure on being Mariah, uh, Doja Cat, than it was on being Mariah Carey in the 90s. Like, I just think it's hard to be a megastar. Like, any megastar I think it's hard to be, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, LeBron in the 90s, nigga, LeBron would have been looked at as Jordan or Magic. But now in the in, in in the times that we in, I just think it's really hard to be LeBron James. So if, if, right now if what we're be... witnessing is like a shift because you mentioned the 90s, like the 90s was the 90s was an era, and now we're experiencing and we always experience eras all the time, but right now we're experiencing these different generations, right? In which you know, when you when it was the 90s, it was easy to say, like, you know, this person is a star. But now you have these differing opinions that have kind of come into the fold. And at times it can seem like, you know, what that person like what that person did ain't shit. And it's going to keep like it's going to keep it's going to become a time where that keeps on happening because people are kind of I won't say stuck in their era per se. But you definitely got people who, you know, do have those differences in opinions. And it can and it can affect people. Like, I didn't even realize that 
that Lil Nas X took four months off the internet. Like, yeah, because he was a big, big, big. And then when he dropped, when he dropped the last little bit of music and that video and whatnot, it got real gangster, bro. And he just kind of disappeared. Yeah. But they, I mean, like, literally, he was like a, he posted every day. And then he just disappeared. And like, and you know what? I commend him for that, bro. Because if it wasn't for him doing that, ain't no telling where his mental health would be right now. Because regardless of his music or if you feel like he flash jocking or whatever, whatever, you realize he's a black gay male in a non-gay male, black gay male dominated industry, right? Right. So like, and, and not even that, like, it's not like black gay males are accepted in America right now. Yes, the tolerance is at an all-time high. So yes, they are tolerated better, but you can't tell me black gay males are accepted, especially ones that openly kiss and promote gay sex. And I don't mean promote like go have gay sex, but I'm like, you know, we have videos of men heterosexually having sex with women on TV all the time, i.e. J. Cole and the ghost of Dick is past, right? Nobody has a problem with that. But Lil Nas X, he got a little fling in his little high school thing, whoop the whoop. And now all of a sudden, oh, I can't believe he posted his gay job. And he have to deal with that. That I, I can imagine the young man's mental health is crazy because he can't be nothing but what, 21, 20, 20 years old? Yeah, early 20s. That's heavy, man. So good for him for even having the um having the audacity to uh the take off. Can I be real with y'all? Go ahead, man. I feel for Isaiah Rashad. Oh yeah, because of because of the video. Oh yeah, bro. Like here's my thing. He's probably doing the best he can right now, which is not saying anything. And that's saying a lot. Yes. Like, and I and I and I bring him up just to say, like, bro, I can only imagine how much mental health is probably right now because you just dropped your album. People love it. People think it's a classic. And now, they they tearing you up. And I think that's what it is. I think I think it goes back to not just with superstar, but even in marriage. Something Chris Rock said on his last stand-up, bro. He was saying that his 10 years of marriage is longer than his parents' 40 years of marriage because of the era in which he was married. Absolutely. And you know what's funny about the Isaiah Rashad thing? I think Isaiah Rashad is an amazing artist. Amazing artist. Take, take, um, he mentioned something on bro. Listen, um, when the jump first dropped, he said, Oh man, Isaiah Rashad, um, I just started bumping his music, and then that video come out. Now I can't listen. Explain to me why exactly. Explain to me why Isaiah Rashad dropped a video of his personal life or whatever he was doing sexually. Explain to me why you know you can't listen to his music no more. He was with a grown person. Now, if Isaiah was Rashad had a video drop where he was with a child, then yeah, we need to look into that. You feel me? But 
What that got to do with Isaiah? But you can listen to R. Kelly though. Yeah, people. But you can listen to R. Kelly though. He's a predator. We can listen to the dude who literally, who literally, we know this for a fact, had his manager drive up to the high school with McDonald's so he could prey on high school girls. We can listen to him, but you can't listen to Isaiah Rashad because he's bisexual. And what's crazy is that people did people did the same thing with Frank Ocean. Like it was people literally saying, like, oh, I can't listen to Frank Ocean the same now. He was probably talking about a dude in his songs. Right. And it's like this the songs like listening to that, that it don't sound no different than it did. But I mean right. when you experience what people have to deal with, and Isaiah Rashad probably wasn't even ready for that to be like public. He probably was gonna have that day where he told people like listen it's like this but can i ask i ask kind of got sabotaged for and i know we kind of have like you know a, a, a lightly real discussion about this what if he come out and go all right y'all so check this out that ain't me you know what he should have did it earlier he should have did it earlier the videos doctor if that's how he wanted to play it. But at this point, I'm kind of with Dennis. Like, at his own time, he just need to come out and own it, bro. You will have, you will get a base off of it. You, I mean, you can still rock. You can get a base. You're going to have your loyal fans who not closed-minded, and they're not going to, they're not going to stop listening. And then you're going to, you're going to gain fans you didn't have. Wait, actually, wait, my bad. Let's double back first. So the original question was, we asked asking Tank why he can't listen to Isaiah Rashad. And right. that's clearly because Tank is home first. Okay, so boom. So let me, let's, so, so, you know, that's interesting you say that. Because I try to tell people all the time, including Tank, oh, you homophobic or you might be toxic masculinity on this particular thing, right? Or this particular energy. But for whatever reason, for whatever reason, Tate's like, oh, I'm not homophobic because we have a mutual gay friend and Joe, shout out to Joe. So he feel like, oh, I got a gay friend. I'm not homophobic. Now, I'm, I, I disagree with that. Bruh. Ain't that okay. the same so, thing as like my best friend white is, person black. is black? Exactly. Like that. That's like a white, that's just like a white person going, oh, I got a black friend. Yeah, that that's exactly the first thing I thought about. But bro, like I think as black men, I think we're the most homophobic people on earth, bro. African American oh, yeah. black men. But no, but honestly, can I can I be honest with you? And there's a lot of like factors in our society today that contribute to it. But I told people there was none like probably greater than like <laughs> than like oppression that did that. Bro. Being excluded from being removed as your head of household and the family structure, and then struggling to compete with another quote unquote male to whom you know is inferior, but it's always remaining superior. That is probably crazy. Man, I think I think it's a lot of parameters that go into it, but I think that like I think the 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 the, the constant need for black men to be masculine. I think that's part of it. Like we constantly feel like we gotta be masculine. Like we feel like we're we feel like we're not masculine because society constantly wants to demasculate us. So we take things that aren't actually demasculating and we say, oh, it's demasculating. 
can I ask you something? And and this is because we're we're three black males. In your lifetime, do you ever feel have you do you or have you ever felt like you had a choice in being masculine? Oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Situations, or, bro. Or or wait. Do you feel like? That in actuality, you have forever been in a circumstance to which, yes, you technically can choose not to be if you don't want to be, but the opportunity cost of doing that, you know, is great. And ultimately, there's a fear of how, quote unquote, not masculine you can be or should be. Okay, well, let me tell you. Let me. Let me tell you, let me tell you why I'm built different than most cats or whatever, right? My whole life, I've had to deal with the whole because all right, let's be real what black people do. If you're intelligent or you don't act like your average mundane running a meal, hey yo, what's up? They instantly say you're gay. Right? So my whole life I've had to deal with the stigma of oh Anthony gay. Knowing I'm not gay at all. I'm not bisexual, I'm not none of that. Or whatever. However, I've had to deal with that my entire life. So for me, at a very, very young age, and maybe because I'm this just what happened to me and it's just what molded me and made me, or whatever, but at a very young age, I tuned that shit out. So now my masculinity is never in question to me. You feel me? If I do something that may be a feminine or I have a, fem- a feminine energy towards something, it does not bother me. You feel me? Like, I don't have a masculinity issue, nor do I care about am I masculine enough or whatever. Because at the end of the day, I know what I am. The problem, I think, is as men in America, black men, black men are black men are like that because I feel like, and this is a personal theory, they don't know who they are. And maybe they are bisexual, but they feel like they can't express that. So let me go ahead and bar woot the woot. Because you can't tell me that all these girls are bisexual, but there's not an equal amount of bisexual men. I just don't believe it. So I just think that because we're so lost, because we put so many stigmas around ourselves and our children and our people, and we're so adjacent to the Christianity, uh, nuclear family and all that other shit, I just feel like it's, it's one of those things that it just constantly work on us like that. Right. right. Is And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and um, introduce the show, but that that is exactly what it is. Like, it's just... Well, let me ask you something. This is you maybe maybe one of those five minutes where people just think when we have this discussion, we often talk about how the toxicity of the males has kind of created the circumstances. Are we further dismissing what we dismiss, but ultimately is the passive toxicity of females that feed that? Think about it. You know. And I'm not talking about necessarily doing something that maybe just When's the last time you actually felt that you could be even remotely vulnerable in the presence of women? Especially black women. Especially black women. And and when I say that, think about yourself, but I want you to also consider the majority of people around you. Well, I'm about to, hey, Dennis, I'm going to let you introduce the show, but I'm going to say this on that note right there. 
I think that African-American women, along with African-American men, perpetuate the toxic masculinity. Oh, yeah. so it, it, I think it's part, I think it's a two-headed state or whatever. Like, I don't think that, I don't think that necessarily like, oh yeah, you know, like it's all of them. It's not all men either, but I do think it's perpetuated just as much by the women because guess what? They looking for that. But Dennis, go ahead and introduce the show. Man. And I'm going to just add on this because it is very, it is a, a common observation that I've seen, like even just nowadays, because like a lot of people, a lot of, you know, black kids end up being raised different, like in a sense of where either it's weird to, you know, do something, do something that's, that's like normal. Like, and when I say that, I mean, like one of my cousins at one point was just like, he like, I mean, we were like maybe like 12 or 13. And, you know, one thing that I always did was like, I would, you know, wash my face twice a day. And then my cousin told me one time, he was like, I didn't know you were supposed to do that. Because sometimes it's just sometimes it's just a matter of things of like sometimes something can be like taking too much care of yourself in a sense. Right. That's why it's like weird when you like dealing with like, you know, like things like skincare and things like that, things that we kind of learn later in life that we don't really like know as a kid or learn as a kid. We just know, like, as kids, we just, you know, hey, we run, a, we, we run around, you know, we run around all day. We get home, we take a bath, we go to bed. Like, there is nothing else really like that there is. Right. Do your basic, like, your basic things that you do, and then that's pretty much it. Whereas, you know, if you're willing to, like, it takes learning later in life to realize, like, what it is that you could be, you know, doing to keep yourself well kept you know and that's a, a lot of the things that don't get you know that don't get brought up sometimes like even but just bro, like hygiene could play a role in it but bro, right. but bro, I'm, a, I'm like, gonna make it, listen i'm gonna make it simpler than that i'm gonna make it simpler than that bro. when's the last time and i understand like it might be you for our experience but i want you to think about most black men you know when's the last time you know of another black man that's comfortable just revealing to a, to a black woman, hey, I'm sad. I don't think that's common amongst black men to black women or men either. Or, or even, like, even, even, even if they I don't can't think that's even a, muster that. Even if they can't muster that. When's the last time you've seen a black man that's okay to be in front of a black woman and just be like, yo, I'm, I'm upset about something? I don't think, bro, honestly, <laughs> Black, white, green, or purple. I don't think it's common that um I don't think it's common that any man in modern Western society says I'm not okay or I'm depressed. I just think that's something that we just don't rock with right now. And that's what I'm saying, bro. Why my and I and maybe probably because I feel aware about something that recently happened. Why is it the only time we get we as black men get to say, hey, I'm sad or I'm upset is when you reading about a suicide we do. Or you reading but do, about us being do you really you about us OD? It's, it is though, bro. Like that's that's what, what the thing about that is that's what it takes to get to that right. point. Which is very unfortunate because it's like you could very well. That's 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 what goes back to like you know things like therapy. People don't really realize until it's either too late or towards like or something just 
critical happening in their lives. It takes something very traumatic to get to that point. And even when you do get to that point where something traumatic might have happened, it might still take you a while because you're just like, oh, okay, this is life. And I'm supposed to take it just like this. I'm supposed to take it, right. All right, listen, there is, and I'll be honest with you, I can tell y'all right now, there's a lot in my life personally that honestly, I never even considered that that's something that I should go therapy about because I've always been poor. I've always considered or thought, hey, I'm supposed to just deal with that like <laughs> and by deal with it meaning like just build a little bottle inside yourself and take that thing choke it stab it and then stuff it as far as you can into the bottle that's exactly it that that right there yeah you just you're conditioned to be able to like be like oh okay you know hey you supposed to have that it is what it is. It be like that mentality when in actuality, it don't always have to be like that. Right. And usually that was a bar. Yeah. <laughs> and that's usually how that's usually how it is. And it's just like it could be, it could very well be different when yeah, it unfortunately but, is not. But yeah, man. And, you know, and I'll say that for my thoughts, for my final thought, but that's something I'm, I'm tired of seeing. And I'm tired of seeing it like. Not even just in order, just in people general, man. There's so many people out here that the circumstances of society as it currently exists only allows you to find out that something is wrong when when they're going. Right. Right. Like, bro, what, bro, can I tell you something? Like, real, like, real crazy, bro? You want me to tell you one reason, bro, that Loki, I've been mad hesitant to even see it real life, bro? It's because of what Jack told me. Jack told and he was, he was over here, bro. He told us a story about him going to a therapist and, a dude, and how, like, dude reacted to, like, what, what Jack was talking to him about. And that thought right there, bro, just that notion of it was like, yo, bro, I'm not going to deal with nobody and just like, or be what? No, I don't know. I've been paid $160 an hour to just not to the fuck out. Like, yeah, bro. <laughs> and, that's the, and that's the conditioning of it. Like, that's why it takes having to, you know, find the right person. You doing that, then you literally, that's like the way to end out one day we can like you know on this podcast and i know we don't really do like we don't really have guests like that but one day hopefully on this podcast we can have like a male therapist and i think one of the one of the things that i kind of want to you know figure out is i'm pretty sure there's somebody out there that may be able to like break that that stigma of this is, you know, this does fall into the realm of toxic masculinity, but I would be interested in knowing, like, the approach on that one day. Right. But I'm going to go ahead and introduce the show, No Static Podcast, episode 186. I am Dennis, your host. Jax is here. Yeah. Coop is here. Coop is in the building and in the restaurant. And LQ is here. That's third. And yeah, we got we got all the, we got all the people here this week. What the hell is that background? Because it's annoying the fuck out of me. Hey, this nigga Coop <laughs> is in the Golden Corral, bro. Yeah, yeah Coop is at a restaurant, and I'm hoping that the listeners don't hear it and be like, "Yeah, I was distracted by the noise in the restaurant." <laughs> but 
I'm, I'm glad. You know, you know what, Brad? You know what? No, wait, hold on, hold on. Before we even go any further than that, if you're a listener of ours, right, and you know you still let yourself get smashed on a mattress that sit directly on the floor and not on a bed frame, you don't get to complain. <laughs> If you were listening, if you were, if you were listening of ours, if you were listening of ours, and you got no car but a whole box of black and whites, you don't get to complain. All right, so do we want to start with Daddy Yankee retiring from what? From music. Can I ask you something? He Can I ask you doing that? When the last time any of y'all was like really like, oh, and yo, bro, that Daddy Yankee was the soundtrack to my life this year, bro. Wait, when Daddy Yankee was still making music? When he on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I was I was about to say something that probably would have sounded real stereotypical, so let me Google it real quick to make sure. Bro, bro, wait, bro, wait, where you been, Daddy? Yan- bro, you know Daddy Yankee. Is the person is the new person that uh Summer Walker is with, bro? Bro, what? Hey, wait, wait, bro. What? Broke up with Larry? Yeah, bro. She went and then she went Daddy Yankee, bro. He moved her to the island. Cool. What are you bro. talking about, bro? Listen, bro, and bro, and the biggest words, bro, and because of the Summer Walker, bro, she tried to not buy a plane ticket for the baby and say it was a carrier. Listen, my nigga, if Summer Walker broke over the <coughs> chose Daddy Yankee over my nigga Jack, I just that whole for real, bro. Straight up. Bro, bro listen. Up. Bro, listen. It's a picture. It's a picture of her and Daddy Yankee, right? At the passport office. And it's a gasolina like nine times underneath it. Niggas, wow. Nigga, that nigga don't even speak English. Oh, bro, listen. Actually... Actually, bro, he was a funny story. He don't speak, he can't speak English at all, but he can speak basketball. But <laughs> well, nah, yeah, Daddy Yankee has retired from music at a time where gasolina is at an all time high. That's crazy. <laughs> Here's my thing. That's what who, you think that's what pushed him out. Who was looking for Daddy Yankee, bro? Whoa, 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 whoa! What did you say, Wayne? I'm with Wayne. I'm with Q. I'm with I'm with Q. Right now, y'all telling me that Mexican Seal is retiring, and I'm trying to figure out who the fuck is looking for Mexican Seal. Nah, he not Mexican Seal. He got Seal got Seal got one. Daddy Yankee got two that I could think of off top of my head. Hey, just for the record, that makes it even more better. Just for the record, though, I just everybody that Seal that one. Might be one of the greatest ones ever, my boy. Straight up. Nah, Daddy Yankee got three. Hold on now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Dennis. Hold on, Dennis. I'm not mad that he got probably one of the greatest one hit wonders of all time. I'm mad that this nigga sold 60 million fucking copies. And can't one nigga tell me one album? He got an album called Seals <laughs> One Through Eight, I think. Um, actually, he got an album called Seal. Yeah, Seal One Through Eight. Wait, you mean to tell me all his albums is called Seal? It's, it's called like one, two, three, four, five. We bro, talked about it like some bro. years back on, on one of these episodes. 
No, bro, don't talk, don't tell me that, bro. I'm looking up CO right now. I need to know what the name of his album is, bro. If you tell me eighth one is called CO1, CO2, CO3, like the Matrix. <laughs> and why and why you do that? Um also in retirement news, um Triple H. Well, this even though this wasn't all that surprising, Triple H announced that he formally that he was done with like in-ring action. I'm trying to figure out when was he still in the ring. That's the thing. Like when I when I when that news dropped that he had like a um that he was having you know heart surgery or something like that, I kind of knew that that was pretty oh much God. like that was pretty much like it because he was the way he described it when he was talking to Stephen A. Smith, he was like it was like you know he was saying like his the meter went from this much and then it went like he was literally he was literally on his way out of here. So like I had already I had already had a preconceived notion that he was done like wrestling. Bruh, I'm getting blown away right now. Can I tell you something? Bruh, this is this is exactly right. All the albums is called CO1, CO2, CO2. <laughs> all his albums sound like the name of Cologne. <laughs> yeah but, that was like yeah check out episode whatever where the episode was and we talked about that i was listening to bro. some of our old episodes i think that was like in the 40s somewhere we went we did the seal breakdown bro one was yeah, called check that out <laughs> but can i be honest with you and i'm gonna be real with you bro seal seven looked just like hitler for hermes mm. i mean Herm- <laughs> hitler wears hermes Bro, seal six is bro. Seal six is called commitment. <laughs> bro, it's, it's, <laughs> he had a he had a hell of a run. What fucking run? <laughs> uh, actually, oh, Wayne, a sixty million run apparently. I don't know, Wayne. I I got I, I ain't gonna lie to you, Wayne. If you see some of these album covers, bro. I go you, bro. How did he not sell 60 million? No, stop that. Stop that. Okay, okay. One, two, and three. Tell me the last time y'all y'all bought a seal album. Honestly, bro, 2017. I bought standards. Get the hey yo, kid this nigga off the show, bro. <laughs> All right. Um <laughs> so Cardi B. Well, there's a Baby Shark TV show, and Cardi B is a part of it, and Offset, and the baby, and Baby Culture, and Cardi B is going to be Sharky B. Offset is Off Shark, and Culture Shark is Baby Culture. Wait, my bad. You said wait, wait. You said you said Offset is who now? Off Shark. Wait, say it one more time. So we got Sharky B. Off shark, off and, shark, and culture shark. Off shark. Okay, got you. <laughs> okay, what you're telling me is Cardi B is somehow simultaneously going to be the creative director of Playboy, and at the same time, be the new Steve for Nickelodeon. Yeah. Well, they they already <laughs> released a picture of the shark with the hoop earrings. Yep. <laughs> big door knocker. <laughs> <Big laughs> bro, y'all not y'all not yes. getting another Cardi B album. <laughs> bro, listen, 
What can I say something? Can I say something, bro? You know the center of the universe because I said this like last season, bro. I said Cardi B has moved beyond rap hip hop and no longer even has an obligation to make another album. But well, somewhere right now, her record label was like, Man, we sure would like another hit. And Cardi like, so too bad, bro. You want me to tell you why, bro? Because Car- and I said this before, Cardi B is Americana. Cardi B, Cardi B, a long time ago, Wayne said she's a star. He was down with Not only was Wayne right, but I further engaged that once she became a star, I said, bro, the world loves this woman. Bro, in one album's time, right? One album's time, Cardi B, with one album, bro, has completely topped, honestly, Women's hip hop. She's taught it so good, bro, that basically, bro, she just wore a pill, right? She came out with one album, bro, and she's never going to make another album because her, that album's a classic. People love it. And she's not only so likable and lovable and marketable, bro, she holds on to this like down to earthness that makes normal people think they can be her. <laughs> Cardi B is Americana, bro. Like she, she truly is, but Cardi, Cardi B has Cardi B now is living proof that rap can have a Beyonce. Salute, salute to Cardi B on that. Yes, bro, that's an incredible tale. But bro, this was a girl. This was a girl that was scamming and now literally. Bro, She's like, bro, honestly, if she tells them to do something, they're going to do it. All right, Coop, it sounds like you're getting, you're getting lower and lower, like, with your, like, with the sound and whatnot. So, like, can you hear me? Can you a little better now? Okay. But, yeah, bro, that's what I'm saying. Bro. Like, bro, listen, Cardi B is the equivalent of Oprah's book club. Whatever Cardi B say, minority women will do. Yeah, bro. Shout out, shout out Sharky B. Alright, um Pusha T and Arby's have done a collaboration. Nigga, what Pusha T and Arby's did was the greatest fast food diss track known to man. Bro, can I ask y'all something? Can I ask y'all something? Do is technically, 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 is Pusha T side switching. Because he wrote the "I'm loving it" joint from McDonald's, and now he's just yeah. They said they ain't, he said they ain't, they ain't give him the bag for it. No, 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 bro. They gave him the bag for it. They gave him royalties. Bro, here's my thing. Pusha T made us all want Arby's fish fillets. Bro, he said they fish fillet broke, bro. <laughs> Bro, you know how, bro, listen, no fish, bro. It's fish, bro. How y'all got broke fish? <laughs> that nigga, that nigga, uh, pushed, he said, how the fuck do fish uh, come in squares? I was like, damn. Mm. And somehow still is the Hulk reference in it. <laughs> Man, God bless Pussy T, bro. Or also, there's a rumor that Malice is coming back. Bro, can I ask something? Bro, can I ask something? Do y'all think we can write a letter to Pusha T and get them to just get him to this other stuff for us? 
Like, bro, can, can, can real rap, bro. I know, I know we supposed to, I know we supposed to like live and let live. But you think we can, we can pay push to go ahead and diss the niggas that was hating on our podcast? Mm. I don't know. We gotta one. talk to Jack about that. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen bro. Listen, listen. We'll pay push it, right? Go ahead. Listen, bro. Let's just go ahead and get the dish track out and then ask for forgiveness later. I'm telling you, which equals more emails. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> Matter of fact, we can have him go ahead and diss other podcasts that we even got a problem with. We're going to shout out a lot of our, our, our sisters that go to qualify. Don't put y'all with the crosshair there. <laughs> word, word. Matter of fact, we having them just everybody. We we having them just podcast, and we ain't got nothing to do with it. Just all about the Benjamins podcast. All about the Benjamins podcast, <laughs> and all them other like alpha male podcasts too. I'm with it. Oh yeah, oh boy! Listen, you gotta listen, go. Listen, bro, listen, we listen. Bro, listen, we we push on all podcasts. Bro, listen, I don't care if you got a podcast about how to make zero calorie organic cupcakes. We at you, bro. Yeah, no, I'm off. I'm off. I'm going at all them alpha male podcasts. Yo, this. The stigma that these alpha male podcasts have put on like podcasting is in has been nuts like the last year. I find it I find it in entertaining though. Like I think one day I think one day what we <laughs> what we should do is we should like like just out of for, for pure satire, just have like an alpha male episode and just say some of the most outlandish things possible. But then again, the more I think about it, somebody might take it serious. And that's exactly why we should do it. <laughs> Listen, matter of fact, you can, we can do that podcast and you can start that episode off. Hi, I'm Dennis, your host. And before we get started, we want you to know that we are trying to offend you. There's this... Um, there's this wrestling promotion called Control Your Narrative. It basically mm-hmm. has Braun Strowman and all like the other anti-vax wrestlers who are trying to control their own narrative. <laughs> and they announced their their rules basically. And I, I didn't even know about this until like I was listening to the Jim. I was listening to Jim Cornette. I finally started listening to Jim Cornette. Hey, it's a good pod. It is. But here are the rules, and this is how they go. So the first rule is you are in control. The second rule is in all caps. Huh? You as a me? I'm in control? No. The second rule in all caps, you are in control. Bro, come on. (laughs) The third rule is fights in when you tap out, get knocked out, can't stand or quit. Sanctioned matches can end via pinfall. Wait, 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 stop. Is this or is this not wrestling? Because if it's not wrestling, I can't rock with it. 
So what are we talking about? Like I'm I'm trying to figure it out. Like, because if you're saying fights in when you get knocked out and blah blah blah, all right, stop playing with me. We know wrestling is entertainment. So what are you talking about? Yeah, like, the like, way they the yeah, way they made it sound, it sounds like this started this started to sound like the Kumite. Right, it sounds like UFC. Four, fourth rule. Standard professional wrestling rules apply for sanctioned matches, quote unquote. Matches is in quotes. Chaos ensues in the project pit. Bro, what is this? <laughs> Supposedly. Bro, can I tell you something, bro? This sounds like American gladiators. Bro, I'm dead disappointed. I like first of all, when I see EC3 and Braun. I didn't think that it was the anti-vax network is what they was making. Now that I know they the anti-vax wrestlers or whatever, I will immediately dismiss what they say because of stupidity. Not because they're anti-vaxxers, because I know they're stupid. That's why. Number two. Oh, what like, if they what if they work not being vaccinated to the gym? Bro, what what are we even doing right here? Yeah, they can go get Nia Jax too. Yeah. What, if they, what if they got what if they got tag team not backstage? Man, what man, what <laughs> rule number five? No super kicks, no tope suicidas, no Canadian destroyers. What can you have a wrestling promotion without super kicks? Exactly. <laughs> And I know where the no super kids thing came from because I don't know if y'all remember a while back Vince had told the guys if you do a super kick, you can't slap your thigh. Right? And like it was like, don't slap your thigh with a super kick. However, that's the whole, yeah, that's the whole point. But when I super kick hammer, I slap my thigh. It's part of the game. But like for me, I just don't understand what's going on right here with this. Control your narrative sounds stupid. So, yeah. Rule number six: the fight isn't. <laughs> okay, I thought this was pretty funny. The fight isn't with your opponent; it is with yourself. What? What? Rule number seven. Fights will go on as long as they have to. Sanctioned matches hit their times. Okay, but no one this is sounding like like being a video. You can't run a show like that. Thank you. You can't run a show like that. Bro, this is this is like all right, y'all. We took wrestling and wild and crazy kids. And now <laughs> we gonna give you wild and crazy dirty wrestling because y'all went like, to facts. You can't run a show like that. So here's my thing about the time limit thing. And I'll tell you where that came from. So in WWE, you know they like cancel or shorten a lot of matches and stuff, right? Because of TV time, right? Because they they do a lot of talking and they want to get they want to get their matches in the important matches or whatever. So they don't give them four hours to do a show no more. Right. So matches get scrapped or whatever, whatever. Okay, if they plan on having this, create your own narrative on TV or whatever, you have to have time limit. You can't run a show like that. You can't be like oh. You're going to get to run your match until you don't want to run your match. So what's going to happen is, and I'm, I'm talking about wrestling here now, this ain't UFC, right? So what's going to happen is 
let's say Braun Strowman versus Mojo Riley. They come out. Okay, woo. They add it. Mojo want to get all his stuff in. Braun don't want to get all his stuff. And by stuff for the non-wrestling dudes, that means your moves, your work, right? They're going to all want to get all their work in. By the time they all get their work in and they go to the climax of the match, it's going to be 15, 20 minutes every time. That means you're going to have, if you have an hour show, that's three matches. But right. Yeah, but that's why, that's why you don't see 60-minute man, Iron Man matches no more. Yeah, you can't do that. That's not how wrestling works. Where's your filler? Where's your plug? Right. I'm not saying we need 45 minutes of talking, but I'm saying, like, you have to build a story. Yeah, well, the way they have got it described is, like, they just, we just going to get straight to it. Hey, boy, this is a failure. <laughs> and this is this is um rule number eight and the last one. If you want to control your narrative, you have to fight. What are you talking about? Like, what is this? This don't even sound like wrestling. What does this sound like? Yeah, like, what is this fight? It sounds like they insulting the fuck out of y'all, smack y'all in the mouth, and dare you to do something fucking about it. That's what it sounds like. Well, you know what we're going to do about it, uh, Q? We're not going to watch it. And therefore, it'll only if it even makes it to TV, I bet they don't have a television deal. I guarantee it only lasts like a, a, a few episodes. Nobody's gonna this watch is, them. This is this is gonna be the Laval Bar Big Baller Brand League of Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. This is Big they, Baller this, Wrestling. This is gonna be Big Baller Brand Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, facts. In fact, Laval Ball is it? Eat a chance right now. <laughs> Which way you right? Yeah, exactly, but with his special, with his special move, the big baller ball. Mm. And I'm gonna let you know, it's not what you think. It's a, it's a wildly inappropriate power ball. <laughs> yeah, nah, this this whole controlling everything is 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 nice. Yes, sounds nice. Yeah, you think about it. That little mission statement they had, they had a little mission statement, and it was like, we at control your narrative. We're going to, we're going to work on, we're going to protect freedom and things like that. Like, it was real, like, right. Oh, that sounded like some alt right shit right there. Not me. I done walked in. First of all, ain't none of y'all back, y'all all there. Second of all, seat number one. Third of all, <laughs> y'all got Boris Sherman in here, which means <laughs> y'all took him after WWE level go and AEW probably didn't make the offer. Why? Because even though Boris Sherman is a beast of a man, he is so awful in it. Like I hate all his moves, but I think well listen, one of his moves, one of his moves is something that my is something that my daughter used to do when she was four. When my daughter was four, she used to like clutch her teeth real hard and run around the house, bro. Acting like she was like blowing stuff up while she was doing it. That's one of his moves, bro. He go around the ring and he just run into people and they like explode off of him, I guess. Like I, I don't like in the make it worse, bro. What make it worse is that when he hit dudes with it, they be like really like getting dazed and confused. Like he might just put them in like a pile driver or something. No, he didn't, bro. No, he didn't, bro. What he did to you is no different than somebody being in a real bad rush to work. 
everything, everything about this is about freeing the narrative, apparently. To take back control, fight for your freedom. Yeah, I'm straight. Purpose. No, like, this is, okay, this is nuts. This is the, um, the uh, I guess, the summary of an event that it had called Free the Narrative. And it goes like this. Are you born a monster? Or is this something you become? Stop, 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 stop. Stop, stop. Let's go to the next subject. We're not doing that shit. We're not doing that shit. We're not, you're not telling me that this, that this whole wrestling promotion basically took the Gatorade isn't in the question. Right. <laughs> no, bro. No, no, bro. <laughs> no, bro. Let's leave this one corny ass shake away from God. No. How is this a real thing? Yeah. <laughs> Like, is, uh, I, got, I got something we could. I got something we could talk about real quick. Okay. Oh, okay. Also, when y'all watch highlights on Sports Center, make sure y'all watch and see how Andre Jumble made a turnover because he tried to pass the ball to a cutting man and he threw the ball too hard and it hit and it hit the other team's dude in the face so hard that he went down and bounced into his teammates' hands and he stole the ball. Anyway, that wasn't what I wanted to talk about. Let's talk about something interesting that we've been hovering around for a couple weeks, and I'm starting to get suspicious of ever since I came on here. Has anyone else noticed people abandoning Meg the Sky? How much do I have to put the shit out for y'all? Yeah, I'm about to say, I think that's a cute thing. Bro, listen, me and Cuban, the only ones going, we're not saying that she lying. But what is she? Listen, all I'm saying is when it when it comes to when it comes to the when everything going on with Meg, because it is a lot. Like we like we didn't talk about the whole thing with her and Carl Crawford. Now, as far as the as far as the whole like thing with her and Tori, honestly, I'm over it, and I I don't want to like hear nothing else about it until they reach a verdict or anything like that. That that's the way. But bruh, but bruh, but bruh, but bruh. Think about it, bro. What what could you what think about it, bro? One day, one day, one day you making money, right? The next day, everybody find out Drake blocks you. What can what can make Mr. Mr. Canadian Toxic blocking than you? They said definitely a lot of people been like, you know. Unfollowing like Drake, Rihanna, they said something like got dropped from Fenty, like that. Beyonce. And a lot of rumblings. Listen, my nigga, I don't give a fuck about Drake and Rihanna. I asked y'all literally at the beginning of this year, what happens when the person you need protection from is the person that you protect? I asked y'all that. I said, hey, y'all not going to kill me for looking at facts. I sat there and said on this show, it ain't none of y'all niggas wanted to talk about it. I wanted to talk about it. Now, is this just in pertaining to just her in general, or is this just like... Her in general, bro. Yeah. Is that her in general. Stuff that people ain't talking like, about? Bro, every time I look... Every, 
every time I look around, it's something going on with her pretending that trial that makes it look like, hey, bro, all you had to do was be like, yo, we was wilding, I was drunk, and this shit happened, and you didn't do that. Yeah, at this point, this whole, this whole, like, that whole situation is dragging, like, it's, it's been a year and a half. That, that's- like, I could have, I could have accepted that shit. I could have accepted, yo, we was drunk, this nigga fucking me and my homegirl, we was wilding, I got mad, somebody got mad, I don't know how the fuck I got shot, the shit just happened. Word. Niggas could have accepted that. I'm not even saying that's what happened. But I keep telling y'all, what the fuck happens when the person you need protection from is the person you protected? Like, we get killed as black men, week in, week out, whether it's y'all are not fathers, whether it's y'all don't protect black women, whether it's this thing, that thing, this thing. We get killed every fucking week. I, I promise you. I promise you that's what's happening. And I'm saying I'm looking at I'm like every time I hear something, I'm like, yo, y'all don't think that's real odd that this shit is happening. And a couple of months ago, I said that I said, yo, niggas in the industry know what's happening. They're just not gonna say shit until we figure it out. I, think I it's literally much said that. Happening. I literally said, I said, everybody who needs to know in the industry knows what happened. They're not gonna say shit until we all figure it out. Sound about right. I mean, that's pretty much the whole thing. Um, <laughs> moving on though. Um, Jax, I know, and you were you were the first person I thought about when this um when this got announced. Um, the um Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters. Yeah, bro, that recently. bombed me, bro. That's that bombed me, bro. That's horrible. That's that's horrible on so many levels, on so many different things for so many reasons. Because number one, um, first of all, condolences to Taylor Hawkins and his family, or whatever. Um, but my guy, like number one, it was an OD. That's horrible. That's horrible. The OD is horrible, y'all. Number two, or whatever. My man's not old. He's 50 years old. Now, yeah, I know, and, and fresh 50 at that. Yeah, right. That's not Nearly, that's, right at 50. Yeah, that's not old, my guy. That's a lot of left, life left to live. And then you have to think of it like this for this portion of it. I mean, a family lost a, a, a good dude or whatever, because nobody says he's a bad dude. A lot of people lost a good friend, yada, yada. But, bro, what we lost in music, and regardless if, if cats listen to Foo Fighters or not, bro, Taylor Hawkins is one of the greatest drummers in rock history. And what we just lost in music is crazy because I don't think the Foo Fighters will ever make a song or play a show again. And that's crazy to think about. Because you got to think, it's one of the few bands, bro, from all the way back when we was growing up, one of the bands that dropped when we was growing up that's still around. It's still relevant. The only thing I can think of that's equivalent to that is maybe like a Jay-Z type, you know, like Jay-Z drop an album right now, everybody gonna rock, everybody gonna listen. But like, who's still around from the 1996 that's still relevant, that makes albums that still sell a million albums every time they make an album? That's what the Foo Fighters was doing. You know, and it's like, 
to lose Taylor Hawkins, man, that's I don't know, man. It's especially to an OD because it could have been prevented. And now you got to think of Dave Grohl. The reason why I think the Foo Fighters will never play again, Dave Grohl, he's lost a bunch of friends to OD. He lost. Yeah. Yeah. He almost he almost lost. You know, Kurt to OD. Then Kurt committed suicide. Then earlier, did not Taylor OD one time before? But he yes, lived. he OD'd and he lived. And Dave was like, never do that to me again, man. I can't handle that. Yeah. And now he's just OD. So now it's like, I just don't see it. I don't see the Foo Fighters ever strapping up again, bro. And that's sad that's- for me. Yeah. Yeah. And he had even talked about like some, some years prior, you know, he was talking about that and just how he was, you know, how he realized that was the changing point. So for this to come out and be what it is, is just... It's definitely right. a bad situation. It's 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 damn sad, bro. Like it's 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 damn sad, bro. Like it's it's a lot of things. It's a lot of different things, bro. That's like it's it's still hard for me because I'm a mega Foo Fighters fan. Like that's my that's my band. You feel me? Like I listen to Foo Fighters all the time. Like that's I love the Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters are part of the reason why I start playing guitar. You feel me? And it's like. To lose Taylor Hawkins is crazy. So I'm trying to put it in a perspective of like, who is this like losing in rock? So it wouldn't be like to rap. Okay, so like, okay, say you got something like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like losing to Jay-Z. That would be losing Dave Grohl. That's, right, this that would be like losing Method Man. Yeah. No, yeah. no, it's basically like when we lost Nate Dog. That's what he's describing yeah, nah, bro, nah, bro. He it's, it's, they a little bit. It's like it's like losing like Method Man, some somebody that like in rap that was part of something, it. and yeah. both by themselves stood like as a star too. Like I can, I can see, I can see the Method Man reference because the Wu Method Man is part of that. You feel me? And if you lose, or or like I don't know, for me, I felt kind of the same way when Fife Dog dies. Yeah, you know, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. losing Fife Dog, like you didn't lose Q-Tip, but it's still Fife. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, it's it's something like that, bro. Along those lines, or whatever. And you know, you don't want to lose nobody, but man, that's that's tough, man. And and, and for it to be OD, uh, that's tough. At fifty, yeah. you OD at fifty, yeah, and he was on like just he was just they because they had a performance I think that night that he died. Yeah, that's yep. tough, bro. The Foo Fighters are the hardest working band in rock. They do more shows than anybody ever, bro. So like. That, I don't know, man. It's just tough, man. That's a tough loss for. That's a tough loss for music. Yeah, it's a it's a tough loss for music, bro. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, thoughts definitely. You know, with the with the loved ones, with everybody in the band, and everybody that just you know loved and embraced him. You know, right. So, whew. yeah, I know, right. Like, you know, and it's funny because, like, I know we black. I know a lot of black people listen to this. I know a lot of white people listen to it, you know, whatever. But, like, I know a lot of times, bro, we close-minded. A lot of us, not y'all, but a lot of us are closed-minded on our music thing. And you don't realize how much different genres and bands and people influence different people. Like, 
Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters were heavily influenced by a lot of hip hop stuff and vice versa with hip hop from the Foo Fighters. Yep. The Foo Fighters have been around since like 1995 or something like that or six. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, the Foo Fighters, the Foo Fighters been out just as long as Jay-Z been releasing albums. Right. Exactly. That's like, and that's basically 1994. It's been, a, it's been, bro, ever since Kurt Cobain died, this is like Dave Grohl's project that he was working on. And it's like, you know, Taylor's not the original drummer, but Taylor's the drummer that came and saved the Foo Fighters because Dave was doing the drumming. So he was like, well, shit, I don't want to do the drumming and write the songs and play guitar and sing. I need a good drummer that I can trust. Because you remember Dave Grohl's coming from Nirvana is one of the greatest drummers of all time. So right. he's like, I need somebody I can trust. And in comes Taylor Hawkins from the drummer from Atlantis Morris set. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, and then like, it's like, well, yeah, you know, they, I remember looking at a documentary and Dave Grohl saying to, you know, Taylor, like, oh, you want to play with us? You know, we're not as big as Atlantis Morissette. Now, imagine hearing that now. You know what I mean? Like, right. he, didn't think, he didn't think Taylor... <laughs> the dude that played with Cobain is saying that. Right. <laughs> he didn't think he was going to come because he was like, well, my band isn't as big as Atlantis Morissette because Atlantis Morissette was like the biggest thing alive at one point. Yeah. And now the Foo Fighters are arguably top five rock bands of all time. And yeah, that's a legend, man. That's a legend. I, I guess that's the best perspective to say it. You lost a legend right there, bro. To an OD, that's crazy. Right. Yeah, man. That's, oh, um, by, by the way, like, and you mentioned, you mentioned Nirvana. Something in the way it has been like in like it been in heavy rotation since the Batman movie. Oh yeah. Wait, did no, y'all did y'all see it? I don't know if we ever got to talk about it. I ain't see it yet. I want to see it, but I'm coaching all the time. And it's in theaters. I think it's on HBO Max. It'll be on HBO Max, I think mid-April. I think it's a it's a 45 days after the um after it's in theater so like right. somewhere around. i ain't gonna lie to you i'm probably gonna have to see it on hbo max unless um in two weeks when i go to bradenton with the girls uh for prep hoops maybe if the games are all early and we got time to kill after we check into the hotel and i gotta wash laundry and all that maybe we'll rock out and go to um the movies or something and i'll check it out but I'm gonna have to see it on the thing. Now I will say this though, bro. I asked somebody this question, and I'm assuming you saw it, Dennis. Mm-hmm. So I asked somebody this question: Is this a soft reset? Is it a hard reset? Is it like a like a, another universe? But Ben Affleck and the rest of the guys is this? Like, what is this movie? It's looking like a hard reset. Like they're um. Because they're looking, I think they said they're looking to do a um, a trilogy. Like, that's going to be its own, like, you know, they're, they're doing that. And I think the Penguin is getting a show as well. I heard the Penguin getting its own show. So, like, but, all of that is going to be in its, like, its and own. Then it's not, I know you're not in the comics like we are, whatever, whatever. But let me ask you this. Does this movie warrant a trilogy? I would say so. Yeah. It's, it's great. Yeah, like, it's, it's it's probably the best detective Batman that you're ever going to see. 
which is the whole crux of Batman, him being him being a detective, and a lot of people don't understand that. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 with it, especially if they got like a legit story to tell. I like the way they ended it off. I I am a little weary of them just trying to joker us to death because there are there are villains that are up there, like like his three bit bads. I mean, obviously Joker's one of them. But you know, Ray Ray Ghoul is a, is a big bad for him. Like nobody realizes how deep the Bane thing goes for Batman. Like, yeah. yeah. And so is it- not like I'm not the biggest. You know, while I'm not the biggest comics person out of all of us, I do know that with like Robert Pattinson's Batman, he's the most accurate to what Bruce Wayne looked like in the comics. Right. So can I want to I want to dispel something here. And this is something that I found watching. the movie. So we, we've all seen the movie, right? Everybody but me. So keep it vague. Jax, can I tell you something? Yeah, go ahead. When's the last time you read The Long Halloween? Oh, it's been a minute. Yeah, I, matter of fact, probably when it was published. So here's what happened, bro. When you watch this movie, you're going to feel like they try to tell the long Halloween story without Calendar Man. Interesting. Because it's going to have all the pieces, all the players, right? except Calendar Man and that reoccurring bad guy who's, well, actually, I'm not even going to say that because that's not fair. The other thing that they, they did really well in the movie, but they did well in showing it they didn't do well in explaining it. They, when you see this Batman movie, this is only like his second year being Batman. But right. you see that, and if you're a Batman person, you know that. But to people who aren't, it's going to come off like, what the fuck is going on with this Batman? Where his like gadgets and whoop de whoop at and stuff like that. And we, and you have to realize, like, no, nah, man, this is only like year two of him being Batman. <laughs> So let me ask y'all this, because I heard the Joker to death thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is that next? Joker's next? I hope not. Like, I hope not because, like, you don't, like, this is the thing, man. When Batman came out, for years when Batman would come out, they would make sure they gave you every villain except the Joker. Now, every time Batman comes out, they try as hard as they can to give you the Joker. And I'm just like, yo, y'all, just chill. Like, like, bro, people forget, bro. Hush, Hush is a whole story arc in which the culprit is the Riddler. It's not even <laughs> like it's not it's not the Joker. It's not Two-Face. Like, there's other plenty of story arcs that y'all can tell about Batman. Y'all don't always have to rely on his arch nemesis in order to tell his story. Well, I don't but think... but the problem the problem with that is we know that because we read the comics. Everybody does it. Which is right. why like like my biggest problem with DC is they try to focus on Superman and Batman. When I said when I've said plenty of times on this show and our conversations and in my conversations on whether it be with people on Twitter, whatever, I said, yo, if y'all really wanted to pop DC off like the way Marvel started off everything with Iron Man, when clearly Iron Man is not one of the main characters in the Marvel Universe, I said y'all should have started with the Flash. Because, mm-hmm. the, because the Flash does so much, that affects so much in DC that I don't understand 
why y'all focus on Superman and Batman. Don't get me wrong. They deserve it rightfully so. You know, so I if, you, if, if we're talking about the Mount Rushmore of comic book characters, there's no way you make that Mount Rushmore without those two people. But so fact I, have a theory, I got a theory about it, but go, go finish Q and about it. But, but, the, but the fact of the matter is we're talking about people. You're, you're talking about people who are like casual fans because, you know, they know about this, you know, from uh, shows they watch here and there, cartoons they watch here and there. Like, like Coop was saying, you, that Hush story art is probably one of the most amazing story arcs. Yeah, they don't got the heart. Read. They don't have yeah, the heart bro. to do that, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Like Tom like Tom King's last run for Batman. <sighs> my God, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Because you're thinking the main the um the main villain in the story is Bane when realistically the main villain is Thomas Wayne. Yep. Bro, they could, bro, they could do a quarter hours one if they wanted to. That would be crazy. You, you, you know what I'm saying? So, like, like I said, I saw the movie, and and I'm with Colin Farrell getting his own his own story arc because because I think it was it was phenomenal too. But, also, I'm gonna say something because we talk about the movie. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. I'm even though I don't think he did a bad job. I'm being fair. He didn't do a bad job at all. I'm not. I'm not with this nigga Cedric Diggory as as Bruce Wayne though. But, but because they tried to make him emo fucking Bruce Wayne, and, and and that's the one thing I I don't agree with with the last several Batman's. Like for some reason, you start off with Michael Keaton, who's this cool, calm, collected guy, but you realize he has a dark side to him. You get Val Kimmer, who's this lifeless person. Get honestly, Val, Kim, Val Kimmer didn't do a bad job. He, he didn't do a bad job, but it was like they were pushing away towards <coughs> they were pushing into the to the you know kitty version, which we ended up with George Clooney. Y'all do this amazing job with Christian Bell, who really gets into Batman and Bruce Wayne, like the real character. And now we get Robert Pattinson, who's a phenomenal actor. Everybody's like, I'm not with Cedric Diggory. Or, you know, they bring up, you know, the Twilight years of his act of his acting career, not knowing that he's got like 20 fucking films in between Twilight and Harry Potter. Right. But they made an emo Batman. I'm like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> you know, I, I think I think casting Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle was a phenomenal choice when actually watching the movie because I was trying to figure out how you top Michelle Pfeiffer and Anne Hathaway. <laughs> you know? <So>. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say this, though, bro. Number one, Batman got more stories upon stories upon stories that you could tell where you don't need to go to the to the to the to the to the Joker. However, now, if the movie was good and your boy did a good job playing Batman or whatever, uh, and everybody liked the film, you know everybody want to see who's going to be the Joker. You know everybody want to see that. You know everybody want to see the Joker. Yeah, it might be the third film, but you know it's coming. That's yeah. number. That's 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 you know that's coming. And then they showed. Was, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say they showed. Um, and I don't know if y'all if y'all peeped the deleted scene that they show. Um, him talking to. Um, Joker. 
but yeah. it's very like and it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to like get into without actually talking about the movie but basically just the fact that we're getting like another joker when the job that Joaquin Phoenix did as Joker, in my opinion, was was a stellar job. You can't see for me for the Joaquin Phoenix movie. I thought the movie was phenomenal. I just don't think that's Batman's Joker. And I, I like my thing is you can't have Batman without the Joker, and you can't have Joker without the Batman. And if they do something like Hush, Hush is one of the most amazing storylines in Batman history. That would be phenomenal. However. I don't think that Warner Brothers, because that's who makes DC's movies, okay, or the people that's behind DC's like film department, I don't think they have enough talent. I don't think they have enough whatever to get Hush pulled off and make it work. Because my dude, if this Batman is dark, emo Batman or whatever, somebody fucking make a John Constantine movie and give us dark justice, please. Please, just, I mean, come on. It's not that hard. I'm trying to make y'all a billion dollars. You know what I'm saying? Just somebody make a, a Constantine movie with Zantana in it. And then... They're not going to do that because when they came out with that D, with that, uh, with that DC app or whatever, which, which had the original Teen Titans um, show on it, you know, they had put out Swamp Thing. I thought that was a great move about a character that's really inconspicuous, but he actually does a lot. And again, right. he's part of Justice League Dark. And he you could have got you could have got an introduction to um John Constantine via Swamp Thing the way they use Green Arrow to bring in the Flash on the CW. And they cancel Swamp Thing after a season. Well they, so they're, the they're, 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 not, they're not willing to do that. They're not willing the to take chance with these obscure yeah. characters all you that not do. a lot of people know about. First of all, you already had a John Constantine movie that worked. Okay, it's one of the highest grossing Warner Brothers DC movies ever. So it already worked, even though y'all the way y'all grossed it high was because nobody knew John Constantine was a DC character, and y'all didn't exactly. market it like that. Y'all, y'all didn't market that like movie that. like he like he was just his own thing, right? Y'all didn't market it like that. However, all you got to do give me the British blonde-haired, bisexual John Constantine, run that movie congruently with the second Batman movie, throw Zantana and Swamp Thing into the Constantine, and throw Dead Man and Dr. Fate into the Batman, whatever the next movie is. Then let Batman have his third one, let Constantine have a second one, and then rock out in the fucking Justice League Dark. That's all you gotta do. Uh, again, they not they not going they're not willing to take their chance on a skew. And this is what makes Marvel so great: the fact that we're getting a series with Moon Knight. Like, who the fuck wants to watch Moon Knight? Exactly. Me, and they done hype this mm-hmm. nigga. Me, bro, and that shit gonna be crazy too, bro. Yeah, it's just gonna work, bro. No offense, bro. No offense, bro. And this for y'all niggas who really do read comics. If you read Moon Knight, you know why this shit finna be crazy. Oh, I'm this, gonna, this shit is about to be episode 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 of this nigga catching two, bodies. Q made a good point though. Like niggas don't take chances on obscure characters like Marvel do. Bruh, Morbius no, bro, got even Michael Morbius got a movie. Bro, think what? about it, bro. bro. But what did we say? What did we? What did I tell y'all? What did I tell y'all months ago, bro? Well, almost a year, possibly even two years ago. 
One of the things I admire that Marvel did with their movies is versus their movies, just following the stories we know, they came out with these movies the same way their comic books come out. So you've had we've had a major we've had a major universe ending event, right? And now what happened? Just like in the comic books, what happened? Whenever there's a major story arc like that, they don't come back and go right back into like all the main characters. They go back into all these smaller side characters and sidekicks and lesser known characters, so that and you they, feel like and, oh, and, and you, you feel like nothing's really you feel like nothing's really happening. And so all of a sudden they tell you, Nah, bro, this whole time all that little 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 few like mini series and limited series we were coming out no bar it's all part of this next big thing we was planning and that's why their movies are working what's making it worse for dc honestly dc did dc did several broad things wrong number one number one they started off slow they started off slow because the fact of the matter is marvel did this that i thought was smart if they came out with a movie already the only superhero that they've got that personally they've just overdone and redoing them is Spider-Man. DC, however, has done this to almost all of their flagship heroes. We've already got a Flash movie. There was already a Flash TV show. Then we got another one. Then we got another one. Bro, no offense, how many different iterations of Superman can we get? We got Christopher Reeve, right? Then we had the other one. Then we had the other one that came back. Um, what was it? Man of Steel. Uh, then we and then we had another one between that and the one where um, what's gonna call it from House of Cards was Lex Luthor. Oh, Kevin Spacey. Uh, when Kevin Spacey was in it, right? So we've had three Supermans in, in in cinema, right? Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. And 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 now because of the Batman Superman crossover, we've had another one. And because they did Justice League, we had another one. And because they did Justice League over. We got another one. And keep in mind, we still had Lois and Clark Superman. We still got the new Superman one that's on TV right now, plus Smallville Superman. Boy, how many times are going to give a Superman? With Batman, they've done the same thing, bro. And while at first it seemed generational that they were doing with Batman movies, now, no offense, bro, this is the most amount of Batman movies I've seen in a 10-year span in my life. Bro, well, think bro. about it. We hold we we not that far removed. We just got a Batman movie, right? Then we had another. Then we had you figure we've had two other Batman movies because for because basically the last two movies that have had Superman in them, excuse me, the last three movies that have had Superman in them have also had Ben Affleck's Batman in them. Then we had Christian Bale before, and then we had Christian Bale before that. Like, like no offense. But, oh my bad. Keep in mind also at the same time Gotham was on TV, so we had we had young Batman going at the same time. I just like, want to point out that. The, the real true reason why DC is getting smoked by Marvel is Robert Downey Jr. And niggas don't yeah. want to admit that or whatever, but Bruh, because it's just Bruh. Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man and that literally Bruh. let them take the game. That's Bruh. it. That Marvel, what Marvel did, and this is the thing, bro, Marvel took their time to make sure the product was going to be good. Like, bro, I, we, I was watching that, um, that which one called that uh Snyder's uh Justice League today, right? It's such a good, it really is a good movie. It really, really is. But unfortunately, bro, they started so far behind in the race. This is like right, no offense, bro. The stuff they doing now, some of the stuff that you are doing now that that is really good. This is like, bro, this is like seeing I'm trying to say what's up, awful team. 
this is, uh, bruh, you know what it's like, bruh? <laughs> this is like seeing the Cleveland Browns make, make a playoff push when they already, when they already 0-8. Hmm. I mean, I just feel like, bro, I just feel like it's marketing. And if you read comics, I don't know anybody with that truly reads comics that think DC stories aren't better than Marvel. I don't know nobody who like comics that say that. But I will say this about Marvel. <laughs> when you say, oh yeah, they made sure the product's good. No, they made sure that they cornered the market on getting big time people. Because, yeah, bro. But but that's but honestly, product, but that's but that's part of making good. the product good. But bro, but, but that's it's part not, of making though. Bro, the last so, good Marvel movie was what, bro? What was the last good Marvel movie? Like, I'm talking about good, good. Like, not counting, like, Endgame and all them? Dude, those sucked. Wait, so, like, bro, you're saying, whoa, hold on. You're saying, so let me make sure I understand this, bro. You're saying, I feel like this, sucked, is where, this is where we all end up on opposite sides of the coin. It is. It is. And we finna jump this nigga. So, <laughs> we, so you saying the Avengers movies are all terrible. No, I'm saying they're not good. <laughs> Terrible. They're not good. The first Avenger movie, the first Avengers movie was it was okay. The second Avengers movie, man, bro. I don't uh, no, know. Listen, about that. Bro, you, I, listen, I'm with you. Age of Ultron, in my opinion, wasn't that great. But I'm not sure you sitting here in front, bro. Age of Ultron was, was good. I'm smacking the shit out of it. Yeah, Age of Age of Ultron wasn't good, bro. It was it was but, bad. And then, and then when you look at when you look at the two parter, okay, I don't, like I don't know, bro. I just felt like they were trying to tie everything up. They left a lot of loose ends. Okay, Thor, Thor, the Thor movie where he got his eye cut out, that was good. Okay, um, Spider Verse, amazing. Okay, I don't even want to know what y'all thought about No Way Home. I, bro, hold okay. on, hold on, wait, wait, hold on, bro. Spider Verse was amazing. The Loki series was incredible. So we on division. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I said movies though. Now, remember, I said movies. Don't give me okay. series. Fair, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Shang-Chi, Shang Chi, Shang Chi actually turned out to be pretty good, and so was Doctor Strange. The ring shit was horrible. Oh, Goddamn. God. Um, what's the bro. damn? What's the shit with the uh, with the Celestials? What's that shit? Eternals. The Eternals. Yeah. Eternals. Nah, bro. Not, Honestly, that's not it. That's not can it. I be, it's not good. Can I be real? Can I be real? Eternals was not the was not the greatest, but it also wasn't bad. And I under, I understand movies like that. It's a it's a honestly it's an Iron Man three situation. It's a story you have to tell for the sake of where the overall story is going. I guess Eternals is me, Eternals to me is is decent at best. So like, if like, anybody Eternals, was to say that Eternals, it wasn't Eternals, good, I no, get. I like it. I like Eternals just because you need to have that movie so that later on down the line for what's coming, you won't you'll understand what's going on. And so let me let me ask y'all this. What's what's the what's the so give me both? What's the best Marvel movie and what's the best DC movie? Like ever? Yeah. Yeah, nah, like, don't go all the way back. I'm talking about in the modern superhero frames. The best, the best, honestly, the best Marvel movie, and I know people go like, be like, yo, you tripping? I don't care what nobody say. It's a tie between Spider-Verse and probably Black Panther. 
I've, okay, what, what about for me? DC? For me, is Winter Soldier and Black Panther. Okay, I take that. Okay, I take that back. <laughs> Winter Soldier was crazy. <laughs> okay, like, I was gonna say, okay. it's interesting. Y'all got Black Panther ranked as high as y'all do, but okay. Winter, so I'm a, so I'm a, I want to say Winter Soldier and Spider Verse now. Okay, as Dennis, far as DC, hold on, Dennis, what'd you say for Marvel? For Marvel, I say between oof, probably between Winter Soldier and Civil War. Stop right there, and then we're gonna get to the DC. I just want to point out that my best Marvel movie is Winter Soldier. So we all said Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a reason for that though. But go ahead with your DC cool. What's your DC movie? The best DC movies? <laughs> it's probably Dark Knight. Different uh tickets, ticket ranges. And anytime though. Yeah. So it's Dark Knight. <laughs> So, so, so Dark Knight, hold on, wait. No, I'm going to go. You know what? I'm going to be fair. Dark Knight and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Because okay. Zack Snyder's Justice League really is a good Are you talking about the Zack Snyder cut? Yeah. Okay. Okay, what you got? Uh, what you got, Q? I'm actually in agreement with Q. Both of those. Okay, no. uh, what you got, Dennis? I say Dark Knight. I don't know. If, the only reason I'm not counting um, the Snyder cut, even though it is phenomenal, it's just like when I think about movies at, at face value, it took one thing to get the other when it comes to that Justice League movie. Yeah, right. And, so and, essentially, Dark Knight would be like the one. And with DC, I'm torn. Like, I don't even like, I, I don't know if I want it to be the original Wonder Woman because that was really good. Or if I want to rock with um, the first Superman with, with, with Henry Cavill. I thought that was really good. Oh, Caviezel? Yeah, it was really well done, man. It was well done. It's like telling a Superman story is really hard. It's mm-hmm. really hard to get you to buy in. And yeah, every, everybody thought that was good. Everybody thought that was a good Superman movie. But my point is with the Winter Soldier thing, bro, Winter Soldier is the peak of like what Marvel's best is or whatever. But guess what? Winter Soldier, my boy, there ain't no super, like, it ain't no super, super power motherfuckers in that motherfucker. Yeah, bro. It's, 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 it's a story. It's, it's a story, a story that, you. that you had to tell that's about the spies and the whoop, the whoop, whatever. And then y'all saying Dark Knight, same thing. It's a Batman cut that you gotta tell. Like, it's not like that. So, like, my thing is, bro, Marvel is, is if you look at like the way comics are drawn up or whatever. Marvel is really like they have some really far out unbelievable shit. Right? Really far out unbelievable shit. The reason why this shit worked is because they got fucking your boy to play Robert Downey Jr. Iron. That's it. Because everybody oh, rock, everybody rock with him. Let but me, that's what I'm saying. But, but okay, wait, hold on. Cause here's what I'm saying. And this I guess this is just so more so the point I'm trying to make from all of this. If I gotta put something together and I gotta make sure it's the best possible thing I could put out, why are we separating one's ability to get the right people for the job? Because I'll tell you why away from let, away from like I, what makes it good. Like because here's why. the thing, because it's like say, it's like saying, well, bro, y'all stuff was only good because y'all had the wherewithal to find the right person to do the no, right thing. No, because this is my thing with Marvel, bro. I'm telling you, bro, it's all fucking luck 
because we have revisionist history, bro. Hindsight is 20 fucking 20. When Robert Downey Jr. took the Iron Man role, number one, that wasn't their first choice. Nobody wanted to play Iron Man. Iron Man was a shitty-ass, obscure character that Marvel... The only reason Marvel rolled Iron Man out was because they had sold off the rights to all of their other characters. They had sold them to either Fox with the Fantastic Four or Spider-Man or whatever. They had sold off their studio rights to everything. Nobody wanted wanted The Rock, and they got lucky because they picked Robert Downey Jr., even though he was down as an actor at the time, and it worked. They got lucky. Uh, bro, I feel you, bro. And 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 the Cavaliers sold off their whole team so they could get LeBron, Kate, LeBron, Kevin Love, and fucking Kyrie together, and they won a championship. Like my nigga, good is good. <laughs> like good is good, my nigga. Like <laughs> the, no, 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 no. Like, no, like good is good, it, my nigga. Coop, I'm not gonna let you do it because there's a difference. There's a difference in the Cavs trading um your boy from Canada and all those other guys so they can get LeBron and Kevin Love and win a ship and Kyrie and all that. Woo, 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 woo. That was intentional. When they got that Robert Downey Jr. thing, it wasn't intentional. It was like, okay, well, I guess we'll just get Robert Downey Jr., whatever. That's how it literally was, and it just happened to work out. And it was like, oh, this is great. It's just like, bro, House of Cards, Kevin Spacey. House of Cards is one of the best shows in Netflix history, right? When they wrote wrote House of Cards and they did it, Kevin Spacey was not their first choice for Frank Underwood. They got Kevin Spacey because the other dude they wanted, and I forgot who it is, but it's a big-time actor. He turned them down because at the time, Netflix was not serious. You feel me? Like They was like, oh, I'm not doing a Netflix role. So they got Kevin Spacey, and Kevin Spacey made House of Cards a thing, and it also made Netflix a thing. And the same thing happened with Orange is the New Black. So they got This is so crazy. This is so crazy that it's me and you having this debate right now, because normally me and you was like, ooh, so like eye to eye, especially on some comic book shit. But I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. You are giving Mar- you are giving Marvel Comics King disease, King's disease. Hey, Marvel Comics can can suck it, like, bro. You are, bro. Th- think about give it. Give me the Constantine them- movie. Let bruh. me direct it. And I guarantee I'll have DC on top by the end of the year. Bruh, Ada Bear Productions on special. No, bro, we got to no, We got to stop, bro. Because he just, he told, he just King's Disease Marvel, bro. He basically just said like, okay, bro, I know they winning. I know they got the rings, bro. And I know it's because every time they come out here, they perform. But fuck all that shit. It's because of this one little thing and we're going to discount their bro, entire that, That's a little because too of, much discrediting going on. Man, nah, man. History is funny like that, bro. Like, you like, just, oh. like bro, you just discredit Marvel's entire cinema, cinema achievements. Well, let me because... say this. When you say King's Disease, I'm glad you said that. That's pretty interesting. Check this out. So, like, history is weird in life or whatever, like, in general, right? So, mm-hmm. a lot of things can... I guess to sum it up, the butterfly effect. Everybody's familiar with that and what that means. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you go back in time, you step on a butterfly, you change the world. Okay, so World War I is a good example. When you got World War I, bro, and you look at it, and Franz Ferdinand or whatever the dude name that got shot, right? Mm-hmm. It just so happened that his car broke down and it took the, the, the wrong turn on the parade route so that the dude who was there who hated him could assassinate him, and it started World War One, which rolled into World wait, War Two. I thought that was Tsar Nicholas the First. Tsar Nicholas the First is from Russia. What are you talking about? Yeah, this is, he got nah. assassinated around World War One. 
Yeah, no, he it was around that time, but that didn't start. Well, that was a yeah, the suit Frank yeah. Ferdinand was like a it's Franz Ferdinand, oh, okay. yeah. But all I'm saying is, bro, if he don't, if the car doesn't break down and they don't make the left instead of the right, literally, that's what happened. Well, listen, the, left front, Frank, the world okay, is watch. completely different. We wouldn't even be talking about Marvel right now, yeah. But what, but what, but watch, bro, I'm gonna just frame what you just described, bro. You just said, my nigga, my nigga, if it wasn't for all that fucking destiny happening, these niggas would be trash. <laughs> yeah, and that's like a bunch of years, like, of that. Like, yeah, bro, well, a that's, lot of that's what, bro, bro, listen, guess what, bro? Guess what, bro? Guess what, bro? If Michael Jordan stick with baseball, bro, we don't buy these fucking sneakers. Well, <laughs> I tell you what, you're right, you're right about that, and I'll say this too, bro. Yeah, y'all, yeah, I agree with y'all in a way, but at the same time, all it takes is one. So say I'm just gonna say, so say Heath Ledger doesn't die, and that right. Heath Ledger gets his spinoff Joker movie mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Now DC looking crazy, it's looking different. Or say let's say they do do the John Constantine thing, and they cast uh, whoever the hot British dude is right now to play John Constantine, and it works out. Now DC back in the driver's seat, like anything can change stuff, bro, yeah. you know? <laughs> Damn right. Closing thoughts. All right, I'm going to start off, bro. So first thing, first, y'all, drink your water because everything is bad for you nowadays. Um, You know, early in this episode, we were talking about, you know, mental health and, you know, men and masculinity and comfort and things like that. I'm going to say something, and and I'm pretty sure that this echoes things that you've heard from each and every one of us on this podcast um, at one point or another, but I'm going to echo it right now. If you're looking around and you're and you have a feeling and you realize that the circumstances of the society you live in don't allow you to safely express that feeling and deep down inside you have that feeling that something's wrong, it's because you're right. I'm tired of finding out that so many people, so many people we love in this world are taking their own lives for the simple fact that the very the kind of mental health we all keep pushing and talking about because real rap if i'm matter of fact bro, i'm about to say this shit ice cold real rap my nigga y'all niggas be treating mental health like this a fucking fad like that shit fashion and that's real my nigga y'all be oh my mental health this one no my nigga half of y'all is using that shit whenever it's a good cop out the other half of y'all is just completely is completely aware that y'all fucked up and y'all not trying to do anything about it meanwhile it's other people motherfuckers over here suffering and the real help they need the real comfort and safe spaces they need to be able to just to get the slightest thought off their fucking off their fucking chest that might just make sure they see tomorrow they can't get the fuck off why because you too busy at your therapist crying about you, you fucking all the same kinds of niggas that you've been fucking your whole life and you acting like it's like they the problem. Or because you can't get over the fact that guess what, my, my guess what, my nigga? You had a game, game moment and instead of just sitting down processing it and moving forward, my, my nigga, you let that sh- you let that shit homophobe you up into a big homophobic fucking knuckle. Meanwhile, bro, we got people blowing their fucking brains out, bro. I had a homeboy that I haven't seen in years. 
years, caught me in Walmart on, on my way out, bro. It stopped me, hugging, you know, everybody who know me know this, bro. If I'm friends with you, if I fuck with you, if I got love for you, bro, I'm not the nigga that picks up the phone every day. But I am the nigga that in five years, when I see you again, my nigga, I'm going to treat you like you was just at my house playing spades last motherfucking night, my nigga. So I see this nigga, bro, we shooting the shit, and I asked about somebody that, you know, somebody, that, not just somebody, bro, somebody that literally part help partly like mentor us to a certain degree and this nigga told me that this nigga had blown his fucking brains out like i know this dude bro like bro when i was at the shoe store i used to hook buddy up with my discount not just for him because he like kicks well but he had his daughter bro he had a bunch of kids bro this was somebody I used to see all them, bro. If I'm in traffic, I'm stopping my car to see them, bro. And I found out he's blowing his fucking brains out. Because the fact of the matter is, is, bro, when the lights go out and the demons come, bro, everybody don't want to hear it. And they know what has happened, bro. The fucking demons is winning. And I got more people than I'm hearing about that. Honestly, bro. I can't, they not even here for us, to, for us just to like do what we really want to do, which is take that person, give them a hug and be like, yo, bro, it's all good. I'm not trying to say that shit going to all be all right. It's all going to be fixed. But guess what, bro? I know you're going through it and I want you to know it's going to be all right, bro. And I want shit to be all right for you. And I'm tired of it, bro. I'm tired of being seeing so many motherfuckers blown their brains out, bro. Because realistically, bro, you a man and all you really want is for your woman to understand you. But because she don't give a fuck about your feelings. And you've been having a whole life of being told you're not supposed to give a fuck about your feelings and that your feelings are meaningless. But when you go, at, but make sure when you get older and you try to, you know, start your family, make sure you understand that you have to value everyone else's feelings except your own. Like, when do we all sit up and sit at the table and go, yo, you know what, bro? It's not about having a good or bad hand. All these cards are shitty. So fuck this deck. Come on, somebody. That's all I got for y'all niggas now. Uh, let me let me go ahead and go after crew. Um, my closing thought is going to be about grace. And a lot of us out here, we get grace that we do not deserve. Um. I don't know if Coop had the opportunity to tell y'all boys, um, but I'll go ahead and say it. Um, I lost my dad the other night. So I'm a little fucked up out of here and I'm not okay. You know what I'm saying? And what I'm saying about grace is my dad, my stepfather, was a man who was a source of calm to a lot of people. And as I've had the last couple of days to, to sit here and reflect about what he meant to me, about the time that I had with him, um, he was a person who gave grace to a lot of people who did not deserve it. You know, I'm including me. No matter how bad I fucked up, he loved me. He always took the time to tell me he was proud of me. You know, a lot of where I get my shit from when I tell y'all boys, hey, I just want to be where the vibe is. That's where I got it from. My my dad was a man who came into the who came into the house, came into anywhere. His first name was I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Mm -hmm. 
But when I think about the amount of people who've reached out to me this week and to my extended family, the ones that I call brothers and sisters, if y'all listen to this, I want to thank y'all so much from the bottom of my heart because it has been really hard these last couple of days. For those of y'all who knew him and knew how much he extended grace to people who just honestly did not deserve it. Think about that the next time you out there being a shitty person to somebody who just said, excuse me. There are people like that. You know, condolences to your homeboy. I don't wish that on anybody. But when I tell y'all, Dennis makes a point every week to say, check on your mental health. Do that. Coop makes a point every week to say, hey, do something about your physical health. Mm-hmm. But for everybody out here that's out here receiving grace from people, just thank God because you never know what that person is going through. Be patient, be prayerful, do not panic. LQ, I'm out. Oh man, so check this out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, man. Listen, we had there. Okay, so here's my thing. All right, we got right now in Africa a bunch of civil wars going on where children are getting killed, kidnapped, harmed, hurt all kinds of stuff. So are people, adult people and everything. And there's also a war going on right now, an unprovoked war where Russia attacked Ukraine. And they, they, they doing it, they doing it, they pushing it, they moving it, they rocking like that or whatever. And I heard somebody say, and, and y'all, if you listen to brothers, you might've heard Tank say this, fuck Ukraine. All right. right. <laughs> and, 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 and you know what's funny, man? And by funny, I don't mean in a humorous way. I mean in a weird, a strange, a catastrophic kind of way. I've, I, I thought to myself this week, man, and we was going to do brothers this week, but it ended up not working out because Tank got a new job. He was working. So, you know, and we was going to talk about Katanji Jackson or whatever. We'll get to it next week. But I thought about this. Who have we become as people? When we lessen the value of people because of our personal political belief system or whatever. They bombed a children's hospital, my nigga, in the Ukraine. Not, 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 not like it was, it was, it was terrorists in there or you know, Al-Qaeda. No, I'm not talking about how we do in Afghanistan. No, I'm saying Russia dropped a bomb on a children's hospital. They dropped a bomb on a maternity ward of a hospital. Pregnant women in there. And we got niggas in America like, yeah, fuck that. Keep your humanity. Because let me tell y'all niggas something. No matter if you white, black, green, or purple, a human being is a human being. And ain't no way in hell 
We should say fuck that when children are getting murdered. I don't give a damn what the circumstances is. You can be anti-war. You can be anti-anything. But you damn sure better be anti-babies getting killed. Because you know what that baby, that eight-year-old baby, or, or that kid that was probably already in the hospital with cancer was not saying, yeah, fuck uh, the black people in America. They wasn't saying that, my nigga. They was like, damn, I hope I can get through this COVID. Damn, I hope my fucking leg injury is not that bad. And they dead now. So like LQ just said, time is short, man. You don't know when your time up, man. So whether you want to call it grace or blessings or patience or whatever, be a fucking good human. Period. I don't know why that's so hard for everybody to do nowadays. Why it's so hard for niggas not to be homophobic just to add what we talked about? Why it's so hard not for niggas to have compassion for others? But my nigga, there's babies out here dying. And saying bless up to the Ukraine does not lessen bless up to the Congo or bless up to Liberia. It's bless up to all that. But I'll be damned if y'all niggas about to be in my presence and say fuck the babies getting killed in the Ukraine. That's crazy. Get your thought process together. Take a breath and be a good human. Be solid. Hey, great pod, everybody. Um, that's that's first off. Um, for everybody that's experiencing loss, you know my my thoughts are definitely with you. My heart is with you, and it's definitely a tough thing to deal with. Like, and that's preaching to the choir, but it very much is like that, you know. Um, as I always say, um, is in this very important, especially you know, nowadays, is keep your mental health in check. Um, check on your people, check on your people just to you know, make sure that everybody's you know, okay, and if they're not okay, you know, just being with them, you know. Um, being with them throughout the ride because it's easy to say that it gets better, but it gets better doesn't always have a timeline. So, you know, it's always good to just be as helpful as you can along the way. Um, We do this thing called No Static Podcast every week, you know, every Sunday we record, every Monday we drop. Thank you to everybody who has tuned in, you know, I know our last episode was a little short-winded, but glad we could, you know, drop another good one for y'all. Um, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcast. And next Sunday, I we haven't quite figured out the the situation with recording just yet. But we're hopefully looking where we should be on time, hopefully, with the schedule for next Monday. But if not, then definitely Tuesday. But like I said, we'll work on that behind the scenes, you know. And with that in mind, whenever you do tune into this podcast, like, rate, review, share, worship. Worship. And like that, we out. Peace. You a hater, hater, bear.